Hello, everyone. Welcome to Beyond Food Integrity, Thriving Like a Guru. I'm Carol Gerbay, one of the hosts of this new podcast series. And I'm Dr. Rosie Kuhn. I'm the other host of this podcast series, Beyond Food Integrity, Thriving Like a Guru. Our intention is to support and empower you to, to thrive in your life. Carol's background in food integrity and education and mine in terms of transformational coaching, we hope to bring you a blended perspective on how to thrive. And just to let all my listeners know, I will still be hosting Food Integrity Now, interviewing great guests and experts to keep you up to date on the latest information regarding your health and wellness. We hope you really enjoy this new podcast series. Thanks for being here. Good morning, Rosie. Good morning, Carol. I'm excited to have another conversation with you. It's always interesting. And I think today it would be cool to talk about something that may be a dilemma for many people. And that is the, well, the rising cost of food and paying for organic versus regular. And for some people that may be a dilemma. Yeah. Especially, um, being on social security and limited income for a lot of people. Um, it's challenging to how do you budget and how do you, um, how do you negotiate the cost of prevention by eating good foods versus the cost of disease and um, illnesses. Uh, it's like, uh, and I was talking to my friends, Marge and Fred last night, about uh, food and health and she's there in their their 70s almost 80s and uh and i said something about what we mentioned about you know well what's the cost they have a they have a um a relative that's got stage four cancer and they've had to these people have had to do a a fundraising thing to raise enough money to help begin to pay for the cancer treatments and so i mentioned you know the cost of the treatments of cancer versus the cost of food. And she said, well, if you can give me a guarantee that eating organics are going to help me stay, stay, you know, cancer free, I'll do it. And I said, yeah, but you know, the same with, we, we think that I'm, I'm talking a lot very quickly, but we think, okay, chemotherapy, that's a guarantee that the cancer will go away. Right. So we're looking for guarantees, but that's what a lot of people think is how do I know that organics will keep me healthy? Yeah, well, I think I think the research is out there, but not everybody will do the research. Right. And, and uh, from my perspective, and working with my clients and years of <clears throat> studying food and, and toxins in our environment, uh, I believe that toxic food and environmental issues are probably the number one cause of disease. So for me, it's, it's an educational process with my clients. And, uh, and if I'm working with somebody and they say, well, I don't really want to eat organic. I I have a little bit of a dilemma there because I, you know, from my perspective, you're you're more than likely not going to get well continuing to put toxins in your body. So it's, it's not really a matter of eliminating everything 
because that's almost virtually impossible, but it's just doing the best we can. But I, I do understand that especially families, with lots of children, and they're on a budget. And so it can be it can be a little bit of a dilemma. So what I noticed today, so I'm on a, a limited budget. And um, in terms of fruit is the, the thing that I really struggle with, like organic fruit, because it's so expensive. Um, I'll do organic vegetables and, and um, but the, the thing that I look for is non-GMO. Like if I'm eating non, if I can't afford in the moment when in my mind, and I'm thinking I can't afford organic, but I can afford non-GMO, that's a step in the right direction. It is, but there's a big, uh, I have a big concern with that, Rosie, okay. and I, I will tell you why, because okay. non-GMO project verified is is a really good label and i love to see that but that label does not mean that it's not sprayed with pesticides the only thing that means is that there are no genetically engineered ingredients in it and it's it's i'm glad we're talking about this because you know the labeling thing is very confusing for people and i totally get it and they they may think, well, I'm eating really healthy because it says non-GMO or natural. And it's just to clear that up. And, you know, I know I'm doing a little teaching here, but I can't help it. Oh, that's this, good. No, 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 this, it's is, good. this is really important to me yeah. that uh, your fruit is very important to be organic. Like the uh, there's more there's like something like 56 different pesticides that can be used on apples. Right. Berries are highly sprayed with, with chemicals. So, you, you know, you want your fruits and vegetables for the most part to be organic. And I think in the long run, from my perspective, is not getting sick is what we're going for, right? Getting sick is what we're going not for. And so and moving uh, towards actually thriving and flourishing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about here is how to thrive. And if you speak with anybody who's really sick, they're not thriving. You know, for me, I, I like to be preventative and not get to that point where you're sick. But I also know if you're if you're fighting cancer, I've watched so many summits and done a lot of work on, on um, cancer because so many people have cancer. And for so that begs the question, why do so many people have cancer? And, you know, people didn't have cancer like they're having now uh, 40, 50 years ago. I just think that it's it's really important. And I think it's a really good use of your money, but you can prioritize things too. I, I understand people aren't going to go, okay, I'm going to take, throw everything else out and only buy organic. Most people don't do that, but just starting with your fruits and vegetables, in my opinion, is a great place to start. Terrific. Yeah. Learn, learn what the different labels mean because the food industry really does not have our help you know, as their priority. No. And so a lot of the labels can be so deceptive. And I just recently did a talk at a health and homesteading conference. And I, I did a whole, you know, 10 minutes on labels. And because you may have assumed that the 
non-GMO, um, that you make assumption that that's going to be better for you. Well, you know, if you're buying strawberries and it says non-GMO, that's a marketing term because strawberries aren't genetically engineered anyway. It's just, it's, this is a really good example of why doing research and, you know, taking your health into your own hands is really beneficial. Yeah. And taking your health into your own hands for the sake of, um, cause this is what happens is people are like, um, like my friend I was talking about last, last night saying, well, I want to guarantee that if I, you know, if I eat this food, I won't get sick. And there's a fear-based element to that. I'm eating these foods so I don't get sick as opposed to I'm eating these foods because it, I, because I, the, the, the vibration or the energy, or I just feel better when I eat good food. Right. Right. Yeah. The difference is one is fear-based and lack-based. And if I eat these food, this food will save me, if you will, as opposed to, no, I'm choosing, I'm empowering myself to choose healthy foods the best I can. That's empowering. And one of the books I love uh, is by uh, Kelly Turner. I've mentioned her to you. She wrote a book called Radical Remissions, mm-hmm. a radical remission. And one of the nine key factors for either uh, healing or curing or getting over your cancer is one of the key factors is self-empowerment versus self-victimization. Like, ooh, I, I have to rely on these foods or I have to rely on these doctors or I have to rely on these medicines. It's like, no, you have to rely on yourself and in, in choosing that you're doing the best for yourself. That in itself, that orientation, I'm doing the best for myself is is empowering us and shifts our ourselves from this survival to flourishing, to thriving. It's right. a really important component of this. And I have to practice it when I go to the store, the grocery store to go, oh, I'm afraid to buy this organic apple because it's going to cost whatever. And it's like, yeah, no, that's a good thing for you. That, 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 that promotes thriving. Right. Challenge of not coming from fear because stress, uh, they say that the research I've looked at is 90% of all our illnesses, if 99 is stress related. And that includes the stress from our foods on our bodies, the air, that's all the the physical um, environmental stresses too. But 99% is, is related to these stresses on our system. And so when I can make a choice, that means I'm empowering myself to make a choice that eliminates for this moment, some stress, like I'm going to eat this apple because this apple is like really just nourishing me. That's a moment that moves me in the right direction. Yeah. That that's, that's a mindset shift. That's a mind, and that is if we, you know, that's the whole thing about thriving like a guru is we're looking at what's the mindset. And yeah. I loved, again, that was so, so perfect for my friend last night to say, yeah, if you guarantee me that eating organic is going to keep me from having cancer, I'll do it. It's like, yeah. wow, that's well, a mindset. That yeah, says- there are no guarantees. The answer to that question, because you don't know there's so many variables with people we're we're finding out that genetic disposition is only maybe 20 percent even you know i'm i'm being conservative in that number but there's a weak link there right when when you know if you've got that in your in your dna you have a weak link well, you don't want to keep pulling on that chain until it breaks. So you want, you might have to do a little bit extra because you have that predisposition. 
And so for me, I, I, I don't, I, I never go into fear around my food. And uh, I used to, I used to, because I felt like I was too rigid. I was making my food more powerful than me, but I, I, I don't do that anymore. But when I look at food and, and buy a nice organic, I'm just going to use an apple. I look at it like uh, this is a way of loving myself, you know, and this is, this is, this is important to me. And you know, I spend more on food than I do anything else yeah. and I'm healthy. So yeah. it's working. It's, it's, I mean, so the food you're choosing the food, mm-hmm. but your choices are coming from self-love, self value, self-worth, self um, enhancement, self-thriving. Those choices are coming from that mindset. Yes. And that mindset is actually more important then exactly. I mean, but the mindset and one of the things uh, there's a fellow from his name is Stephen Levine, and he um, worked a lot with death and dying uh, people who are dying. And one of the things he said is uh, cancer is the gift that um, the cancer cancer is the gift you give someone who has everything. The mindset of the person that has everything is is perhaps one of um, taking things for granted not necessarily mindful about who they are, how they be in the world. And when cancer shows up in somebody's life, it wakes them up. Because mm-hmm. they go, wow, my life might be just limited. Well, like, what am I going to do with who I am? And how do I actually, we start to wake up to the, to the truth of the value of us or not, right? That's a, a choice point in the, in the way that we perceive ourselves and go, wow, I don't want to die. My, my life is valuable enough to me that I do not want to die. And so it begins that mind shift. And that's one of the things I love about Kelly Turner's book, Radical Remission, is because there's an opportunity to start to shift our mindset so that we become more into love and we become more into appreciation for ourselves and the planet and the people we love. It's a fascinating, it's a fascinating, I think cancer is very fascinating as a journey, as would be any disease if in a sense if you come from the model of these are opportunities to really take a deep dive into who we are and how we be with our lives yeah that's a big yeah that's a big sorry but that's no that's you know i get what you're saying and just the mindset is is so much different rather than having that fear mindset of I have to eat organic or I'm going to get sick. I have to do this. Yeah, that's fear-based. And- that's fear-based. And and like I said, you're going to put that into your recipe. Yeah. And you want to take fear out of the recipe as much as is possible. Because if you've got fear in your recipe, chances are you're not thriving. That's right. Nicely and, put. Yeah. And so. I mean, I believe that's why we're here. We're here to thrive. We're not here to, to suffer and, and feel like we're spending too much money on organic food or you know, those are just, those are just all fear-based. Right. We become a victim to I mean, ah, the money and ah, nah, nah. yeah, yeah. way that we victimize ourselves and say, you know, aren't we pathetic and isn't it horrible as opposed yeah. to going, let's look at this differently. And let's money is energy. Money is energy. It ebbs and it flows. This is what I believe. And so if I'm 
holding on to something so tightly because I, I think, I mean, we're, we're shifting a little bit in the conversation, but holding on to money, uh, if your intention is, uh, I got to keep it, I can't spend it because I'm afraid I'm not going to have any. That is a way different mindset than knowing that you can have whatever it is you want in life. Yeah. And so you get to choose how you're going to invest in your life and yeah. how you are how you are going to thrive or if you're going to just survive. You get to choose that. Yeah. I um I've been sick with a cold the last few days, last actually over a week now. And in in the process of being quiet with myself, it's like I'm aware of the um perceptions or the orientation or the the consensus reality of being 70 and now looking at the next 20 or 30 years of my life and the 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 consensus reality the way that most of us look at it is like it's all downhill from here and that perception creates that reality exactly And, and so that perception i'm sitting on the couch and i am in it i am like is this as good as it gets? Like it's a cloudy day. You know, I live in a travel trailer, which is very warm. It's like a tiny house. I'm I'm very comfortable, but there's a sense of this is as good as it's going to get. You know, I live alone with my dog and there's in that moment, it's not like I live alone and I'm thriving in those moments. I'm like, Oh my God, it's all downhill from here. And I had to catch myself and truly ask myself, is this a way you want to look at your life for the next 30 years or 20 years or even the next five days or the next five hours? Is this how you want to be in your life? And of course, the answer is no, I don't. But it's like you, you have, we have to. This is the paradigm shift I talk about. This is where we're shifting from. And we know this through science. We know this through research that we our belief system creates our reality. This is now matter of fact science. This is not woo-woo anymore. And so which is the what is the reality I want to create? What is the reality I want to support and empower people to create in their lives? And um, and it's it it was it's hard to go, okay. I have I can't if I if, if I keep staying in this this reality that it's all downhill from here, that's what my life will look like. Because that's yeah. all I'll yeah. be able to see. But if right. I go, wow, you know and begin to grow my faith in something other than my faith in consensus reality. That's what we do. I have to grow my faith in something else. That's where we're growing our potential to, to, to thrive because we're saying, no, I'm not going to live in a lack and it's all downhill. And what's the point? And this is as good as it gets. It was now it's even worse kind of thing. It's like, where am I willing to put my, where am I willing to choose to think differently, choose to choose differently so that I'm thriving in the moment of what is, as opposed to worrying about how decrepit I'm going to be in the next five or 10 or 20 or 30 years. You know, right. You know? And uh, that somebody said to me one time, and I thought this was brilliant. They said, worrying is like wishing for something that you don't want. And and there's so much truth in that. And just, you know, speaking of aging, I've never felt better in my life. And I think I look as young as I did when I was 50. I know that's a big statement, but I look at my I look at pictures of me 
And I was at a place in my life where I, I really wasn't thriving. I had Lyme disease and, and you know, I wasn't eating that healthy and I wasn't working on myself and, and, and really thinking about thriving. And what a difference in 20 years, you know, in some people's minds, like, wow, you know, well, you're getting older. And I, I feel like, I feel like I'm getting younger as, as I, as I heal. And as I, as I really have learned how to take care of myself and change my mindset. Now it's been work. There's no question about it. This wasn't like somebody came along with a magic wand and said, da da. that's not the way it works. I mean, it took work on my part to get, to get to this point, but it is achievable for anyone. That's right. That's right. A friend of mine, I was talking to actually a client it was saying, you know, um, 15 years ago, I went into a, a relationship with a person that was very destructive. And so I was, I've been really, really hard on my body because of it and gained too much weight. And she's like, yeah, and I'll never be able to get that back. And it's, I, I it wasn't the right moment, but it's like, hell yes, you can get that back. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. much like you, um, I am thriving more so and happier and younger and more vital and more playful and more myself. Um, but it's gone through the, 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 the conviction that I'm worth it, the conviction. And the other thing, I love this statement. Um, David Hawkins says we are 100% potentiality. Yeah, We're 100% potentiality. And I go, wow, if I'm hundred percent potentiality, I want to know what that is. I want to know what it's like to be in the fullest of my potential. And so I have to pay attention to how I'm choosing that either diminishes that potential or grows that potential. Right. And And go ahead. I, um, I say to myself, and this isn't coming from a place of ego aggrandizement. This is coming from a place that what I'm learning and what I'm wanting to really get and know about myself, I am the most powerful person I know. Think about that statement. What would it be like to be the most powerful person you know? No one's above you. No one's below you. You are the most powerful person you know. And I believe that that is true because I create my reality. That's right. And so if I want, if I'm choosing to thrive, that's what I'm going to create. That's right. And not in a bada bing, bada boom, but no. in the, one of the books I read called oneness, it says when it, when, when it feels like your back is up against the wall, that's the most, that's the, that's the moment you're going to look, really look at your choices. So again, when I'm sitting on the couch feeling sick and woe is me and I'm 70 and I'm, you know, it's all downhill. I go, wait, you got, you know, my, my back is against the wall to go. You have an opportunity to choose differently. Yep. And it's a struggle because it's like, yeah, no, it's too much work. And this is, I think, what happens to so many people is it's too much work to do this health, healthy stuff. You know, um, 90% of people who are 70 and older are on medication. 90% of, of people who are 70. And it's like, wow, that is just amazing because it's too much work for us to really pay attention to our diet. And I've I've seen this so many times in statistics that says, Good food is going to create health for you because yeah. not only because you're eating good food, but because your mindset is positive towards eating good food. So it all of this requires 
uh, effort to be mindful of what you want to create as the empowered, powerful person that you are. So totally, totally. And we can create disease because we're that powerful. We can create cancer because we're that powerful and we can create health and we can come into radical remission with our diseases because we're that powerful. Yeah, that was really well said, Rosie. I like that. And, you know, Hippocrates said, let food be thy medicine. And for me, that, you know, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with taking medicine, but for me, I'm choosing to use food as my medicine. I know, I know about nutrients. I know about different things that will enhance my brain, which will be a whole nother show. I think we can have an amazing conversation about having a healthy brain, but it's, this is how I'm choosing to do it. That's right. That's right. And each and every one of us are choosing how we are being in our lives. And this is what I loved about what you just said is you are the most uh, powerful person and every single person who's listening, every single person on the planet is the most empowered person, the most powerful person to say, this is how I want to live my life. This is how I'm making my choices for me in this way and defer to no one. As I've heard many times from many spiritual places, defer to no one. What's your truth? about yourself right right and it's challenging it it's knocked the socks out of me so many times to go my back is up against the wall it feels like that that this is the reality i'm living in 70 is in all is a decline decline into decrepitude and it's like that's not necessarily true there are a lot of people who are thriving and if i hold that mentality i'm going to get depressed and now it's worse because now i'm going to eat junk food because i want the comfort all of that just takes us down that the slippery slope of, of poor me in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's really challenging for us to grow ourselves, even when we're in a worse situation, even when we are suffering with cancer or um, diabetes or whatever Lyme disease, that's very challenging. All these diseases are very challenging to grow our, our capacity to see who we are in this, as opposed to I have Lyme disease or I have a cold. And so I'm a victim to my, disease right um it's it's like how do i see this differently it's hard work yeah but so worth it yeah well i hope we've given our listeners some food for thought yummy <laughs> and you get to choose and we're not here to tell you what to do we're just having a conversation on what has worked for us and some of our clients and you know, our expertise uh, for sure, but there's no right or wrong way. Yeah. Just one more thing I'll add too is, you know, before we started the recording, you said, are you taking supplements and eating well? And it's like, the truth is, no, I'm not. I'm eating more junk uh, for me, junk food. I'm eating stuff that I shouldn't eat because it gives me a sense of comfort. And right now I want the comfort and my body doesn't want me to take supplements. I'm taking some supplements. So, so it's not as if, I am a saint about all of this. It's like I struggle to eat well when I'm when I'm um, feeling low energetically. I struggle to eat well, and it's just something that grows with me. I'm growing that capacity, so yeah. we're all growing. It's not like you got it together, I got it together. It's like 
No. Oh, come on, Rosie. I got it together. No, I'm just kidding you. I'm kidding you. I want a hot dog. (laughs) No, I don't want a hot dog. But good hot dog. I'm cured, but it's a hot dog. Yeah. But but we're we're not like we're we're um, you know highly evolved in this regard. It's it's always a practice to take ourselves to the next level of of choice. Right. Absolutely. And we always have choice and making, not making a choice is making a choice. Not making a choice. You don't choose. I guarantee you someone's going to come along and choose for you. So be the most powerful person, you know, and then you get to choose. I mean, you always get to choose. You're always choosing. Even if you say it's too much work, it's like, I totally get it. I totally get it. So I'm, I'll support you in doing what the best you can knowing it's too much work because I get it. I know that place that says it's too much work. Yeah. So, and what can, what do you want to do? Yeah. And that's a mindset in and of itself. It's too much work. How about shifting that mindset to, I get to do this and I'm going to, I'm going to feel better. So that's a mindset as well. So that's interesting. Here's the mindset I take. It's like, okay, it's too much work at this point. But how will I feel if I've got cancer and I'm going through chemo? I got to get myself to the doctors. I have to take the chemo. I got to, how much work is that? So I asked myself that question because that gives me a reference point to where I really, that's a lot of work. And um, the number of people in their seventies who make their lives about going to the doctors, it's fascinating. And it's like, no, I I don't want that lifestyle. That's a lot of work. So what am I willing to do now to ensure that I am not living that lifestyle of going to the doctors once, twice or three times a week? Like, I don't want that life. I don't want yeah. that. Life. And, and that's a choice, right? Right. Right. Well, thank you, Rosie, for a great conversation today. And maybe our listeners will take one little tidbit away. And if nothing else, just maybe imagine what it would be like to be the most powerful person, you know, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to eat an apple and I'm going to buy organic apples. Okay. Okay. Great. Thank you so much to our listeners for being here. And we'll be back soon with another great conversation. Mm -hmm.